0: Welcome back to Lemon Water, the podcast that quenches your thirst. I'm Nick, and I'm Alex. What were you saying before
1: we started recording? I said I feel so bougie this week. It's unreal. I just got a new car, <laughs> new new um, Apple Watch. Apple Watch fourth. Is that the that's the new this one? Is yeah, the new one. Bigger the, screen. The Nike One, big screen, very lightweight too, and it's thin too. Um, yeah, I don't know. New car, new watch, new. New phone? Who? Not new phone, but who dis, you know? Uh, do you like the car? Is it worth it? Yeah, it rides, it's like night and day compared to my old car. I mean, obviously, I don't want car payments, but my car was getting to the point where I had to get a new car. And I could have spent half of what I spent on this car, but I would have been half as pleased. <laughs> what? Well, because you would have got a shitty car, or you would have... Yeah. Well, for the... For the price I paid for this car, it has a lot and low mileage too, and it's the two thousand fifteen. So two thousand fifteen with like thirty five thousand miles. Yeah, dude, that's really good. You yeah. know, would you would you pay like less than twenty thousand, right? I don't feel comfortable saying under when I'm recorded. But yes, less than twenty. Less than eighteen. Wow.
0: Nice. That's awesome. I was just who was I just talking to? one of my friends and uh he he got like a 2019 like Ford something or whatever. I, I'm not very good with cars, but they were asking like twenty five thousand for it, and he bargained them all the way down to nineteen thousand five hundred for a ne- 2019, a brand new car, yeah. brand new car, fresh off the lot. How did he do that? Uh, I think again, I don't know the exact car what it was, but he um basically he had like the option like one of his friends was selling a 2018. Like same car and uh and he was like he was like, Yeah, I'll sell his friend was like, I'll sell it to you for nineteen five. He's like, Okay, let me like check and like and like see what's up. And he went to some places around Boston and they were more expensive, and he tried to bargain them down to nineteen five because he could just buy that car. It's the same basically the same thing. Um, and then that didn't really work. Like, he wasn't having any luck, and then he went back to where he was from, which is like northern New Hampshire. Yeah. Um and in Boston, you know, car dealers don't need the business because there's a lot of people here, but in northern New Hampshire, they they're more uh, you know desperate for business. So he he just like had all the leverage and uh, he like he like went like they, they went back and forth like four or five times. The guy was like, Yeah, we'll do like 23, 23 And he was like, he's like, Yeah, but how about like 195? And he's like, Let me go talk to the guy, like his like manager, and he went back and he came back, he's like, All right, we'll do 2150. He's like, oh wow, that's really great, but like, you know, how about like nineteen five? <laughs> he's like, right, let me go back. He comes back. He's like, all right, we'll do two thousand or twenty thousand one hundred. And he's like, oh wow, that's like a six hundred dollar difference. And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, it's only a six hundred dollar difference. And my friend was like, well, you know, if it's only a six hundred dollar difference, why can't you just meet me at nineteen five? <laughs> 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 and and again. And the guy went back, he's like, all right,
1: we'll do 19.5. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this, whoever that was is a lot better than I was. My, yeah. my car was and, and that makes sense because my I I got my car um about an hour south of St. Louis, a little over an hour south of St. Louis. So I didn't realize when, when you think about it, like there's less people to buy cars, especially when you're in an area like that, really more rural area. Um yeah, the car was listed at like 17660. Uh-huh. and um by the way when i got there there was a lady i don't know if i told you the story did i tell you the story i didn't tell the story i don't think so story. no or maybe i didn't i'm looking for the car i'm like where's the car cuz i saw the car it has very distinct like features on it if that was the car it didn't look like the average um it's a ford Tourist. It's the car that the police officers drive and um um Not every county, the police officers drive it, but it's like a typical, like, fleet car. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I knew that whatever this car had, because it had, like, different rims it had tinted windows. So, I knew I could point it out. I couldn't find it. I'm walking around, like, where the hell is this car? And I walk up to the front door, and I see it sitting there, right in front of the front door, with the engine on, and, like, an older lady sitting in the front seat. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) I was like, this lady's going to buy this car. And not that I even I didn't even test drive the car yet. I just being a competitive person as I am, I'm like, this yeah. Is
0: yeah,
1: I'm getting that car. <laughs>
0: Damn,
1: dude! So I I walk up to the dealer and I'm like, um, he's like, how can I help you? I'm like, oh, I, I wanted to test drive that four Taurus out there, but I saw there was someone in it. And she goes, oh yeah. He goes, oh yeah. So he went to talk to the lady. The lady was waiting for her daughter. Um, and her daughter wasn't showing up. So the, the gentleman's like, ma'am, I'm gonna have to let someone else test drive it um if you don't mind she gets out of the car she sees me the one who's going to test drive it and she looks at me and she goes please don't buy my car oh my god So <laughs> I, go, I go i'm just going to test drive it um so i take it out and i love this car like rides really smooth and, and any car any car rides smooth compared to my old car i had a 2003 right. gmc envoy with like um 200 and Almost 250,000 miles on it. It was leaking braking fluid. Power steering didn't work. Um, the heat didn't work. The AC didn't work. Um, it was just a ticking time bomb. Things were falling apart. So I need a new car. So when I'm riding this like, smooth, I'm like, ooh, this is so smooth. Leather yeah, seats. Nice. Heat works. Um, Bluetooth. And the, the yeah. guy was showing me how to use the Bluetooth. And he's like, you can talk to the car. You can... Um, you can use your phone like three different ways. You have a screen here, a screen there. And I'm just like, listen, as long as the heat works, I'm good. <laughs> all I need is the heat. I don't need all these fancy stuff. Fancy, so simple. Fancy, fancy stuff. I'm a simple man. Um, so I come back and I looked at, I asked him for the Carfax. saw the Carfax was clean. One owner, he actually sold it to the, to the previous sure. owner.
0: So the car oh, okay. had stayed in
1: the area. So that which meant it was good for me because um, I knew the area didn't have like a lot of flooding and, and things like that so uh, I knew there wasn't a lot that could damage the car and it's only a 3 year old car but the car is listed at 17.6 and I go listen I like the car but I can't do anything over 17 he goes seems like a reasonable offer but I can't make the decision I have to speak to my manager kind of like your friend Right. so he leaves the room sitting there 10 minutes later comes back in he goes all right, Alex, you have to work with me. And I go, oh, what do we got, Brad? He goes, my manager says 17087 And I go, $87, Brad, really? (laughs) Yeah, fine, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't feel, I was, I was been car shopping for like months and I just needed a new car. I didn't feel like, because I knew there was another lady that was willing to buy it. And I'm sure he could have gotten her to buy it for. $87 more. Yeah. So, so with that being said, I probably could have haggled a little bit more like your friend. But, Damn. Did, 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 he, uh, did you ever like, so, so. was the woman still waiting to test drive it after you had like said like, oh, I'll buy it. Um, no, I was, I was sitting at the table with her waiting for the Carfax. She goes, so how'd you like the car? And I go, Oh, it was good. And she goes, please don't buy it. And I go, We'll see. I'm just going to go talk to him about it. But I go, you know, the Chrysler 300 is like the same car. Just, it's just a Chrysler. You should go test that. Yeah. Test drive that. It's, just, it's like, okay, I'll go check it out. Damn. It's a big, uh, bigger. And it's like, have you seen the Chrysler 300? Yeah, I've seen it briefly. Yeah, it's basically like that, but a Ford. It's, it's like bigger trunk. It's a lot of cargo space. Um, it's just an all around like good car. But Damn, um,
0: That's awesome, man. New car. New year, new you, new car.
1: Yeah, it's That's done. awesome. I, but, like, it is awesome, and I do love it. But we had this conversation before about one of our other podcasts about, like, minimalism. I don't know if we posted that one because it was probably in the beginning stages of us learning how to do podcasts. Um, but, like, I bought the car, and I thought I'd be happy after I bought it. <clears throat> Not that I, I didn't think I'd be ecstatic, because I knew I it was just a, a means of transportation. It's not like I bought like a, a Range Rover or like a Ferrari or something. It Was a Ford, um, but it's just like all of a sudden I felt like anxious. <laughs> like I had a new car, and at least my old car, like it didn't work properly. But it was a car that just got me from point A to point B. I never had to worry about it getting stolen, scratched, this, that. But now that I have a brand new car, not brand new, but newish car. Yeah. I'm sitting at my desk at work and I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, how do you, like, I I go over to my boss and say, how do you think my baby's doing out there? in (laughs) parking lot? he goes, you need to relax. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just like very anxious, like always like worrying about it and stuff like that. So. In that sense, I mean, I, mean, I mean, like we talked about before, minimalism is. I can now, now that I've purchased something that, that that's substantial, I now see where the minimalism aspect comes in and being happy and all that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of my friends was just over earlier today. We
0: were watching the Pats game, and he's very much a minimalist, like, like very much so, and. uh yeah. It's just like you buy a car and, and again, it's good. Like you need it. Like, obviously like you need a car, but, uh, you know, you do have, like, you do like kind of worry about it and stuff like that. And my friend who was over, he was saying how just like, <clears throat> because he he never buys anything really, and he, he doesn't need a lot to live on. He he just like focuses all of his energy on other stuff, just like trying to become smarter. And like, he read he reads like so much. So he's like a super intelligent guy. So because he hasn't, you know have all these like gaming consoles or i don't know like he doesn't have a car or, like he has like nothing he, he can just like focus his energy like other places and all the money he makes he can just put towards you know things that are i guess more important to him than just like things like knowledge
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i I, w- I would agree with that i'd rather do that too but it was one of the situations where i had to i had to buy a car um and I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to buy like a car like that was, you know, ten thousand dollars. I mean, I, I would have, but um, I knew that, you know, I drive, I drive to work every day. I don't live in like a a city where I can use public transportation, nor do I work in the city. I work outside the city, so I'm commuting every day in a car. You know, I'd like to have it, you know, be decent, you know, nice yeah. to sit in because I'm going to be sitting in it for maybe an hour and a half round trip every day so 45 minutes each way about yeah it depends on traffic if I leave earlier some days I try to get to work earlier if I have something to, like a meeting at eight um then it takes maybe like a half an hour but once if I don't leave by seven thirty, um the school traffic is on the road and yeah, and teachers are going to work and stuff like that so it gets hectic um so then it'll take longer um but yeah it's not it's not a bad commute but I mean It's 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 a car, and I know I have friends who work in New York City. They take they live on Long Island. They take the train into in Manhattan, and they pay monthly for a monthly train ticket. They pay almost like around four hundred dollars. So that's a that's a car payment right there. That's more than that's almost double my car payment.
0: Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, that's that's a fair way to justify it for sure. Like at the end of the day, you have to commute and that's just that's just another cost like even when i was interning in boston dude my parking pass each month was 400 dollars to park
1: to yeah. park in boston and and then Imagine you also had car a car payment here. imagine you also had a car payment on top of that that's why i yeah. love st louis like like it's very inexpensive to live here and it's really i mean it's all about demand right obviously it's going to cost more money to live in um Boston. In New York City or Boston or San Francisco because there's more people and there's only a finite amount of space in those areas but st. Louis I mean there's a lot of abandoned buildings a lot of space a lot of potential um, yet there's still a lot of things to do and it's, it's fun and, and I really enjoy it um, and I don't have to pay <laughs> I don't have to pay $40 dollars a month for parking my parking is actually included in my rent it's free and it's gated so oh, i don't, to worry about, oh, I don't have to worry about someone like just robbing my car or something like that um hmm. there's there's you know upsides and downsides you know, yeah. of different
0: areas um but you said there's a lot to do in st louis how about is there a is there a, is there
1: a, is there a lot to like go out like for like you know dates and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes there is actually there's there's a uh, there's a lot of different facets of st louis different areas that like make you feel like you're in other cities if, if you ever live in another city and you, you kind of um like to see things that remind you of home like there's an area in st louis called central west end and it reminds mm-hmm. me of new york city um long island kind of aspect um but there are other aspects like um there's another place called soulard which is more like brick buildings and um and that reminds me more like providence or like the the more um, um industrial looking buildings but yeah, there's a lot of places to take dates <laughs> nice do you have any favorite
0: date spots because um, I, I just remember i just remember one time you you went you, you went on a date and you went to like a zoo but there was like it's like a drinking thing too oh
1: yeah I mean, so that's a cool really cool spot st louis has a lot of cool um cool like uh things that, like, events that you wouldn't know unless you knew, like, St. Louis Louis native. And there was one event over the summer. um, It was, like, um, jamming in the zoo or something like that. They had a band in the zoo at at that night. Um, And there was, like, different um, breweries, because St. Louis has a lot of breweries, and um, um, Anheuser-Busch, their headquarters, or not headquarters, I don't know, they have a big, like, factory here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if you ever look at an Anheuser Busch can, it'll say like made in St. Louis or something like that, because that's where we're, oh, cool. that's where they were founded. But they've moved around ever since they got purchased by AB and Bev. So a lot, a lots happened since then. But there's a lot of microbreweries too. Like there's one down the road for me. There's there's exactly, like two down the road for me. There's they're, they're everywhere in St. Louis. So hmm. they all do events, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff to do. But in the winter, <laughs> we just had a big snowstorm this weekend. Um, so I didn't really get to leave my house. Cause I don't know if you saw on the weather channel, like there's, there's cars. Like I was, I, I drove to the gym today. Cause it's the first time I got out this weekend. Right. Yeah. There's like cars, like all over the side of the road. Cause they like swerved off and couldn't get move. And AAA A's having and the towing companies are having a day out there today and yesterday, but... Um, Wait, so
0: you... Because you get... St- how many inches of snow? Because you said... I remember you... Te- we were texting the other day and you were saying how you were, like, snowed in.
1: Yeah. it was like, well, St. Louis is... I mean, it's the Midwest. It gets cold, but it doesn't really get a lot of snow from what from what people have told me when I moved here. Right. Um, But we got, like... I want to say, like, maybe close to 18 inches. Like, that's a lot for St. Louis. Um, yeah. I mean I'm used to it coming from the northeast, but a lot of people around here are and when you don't have like crews and stuff like that that are used to cleaning up snow very often, it kind of doesn't that doesn't go as smoothly. Like I it's noticed, more of a like, process. Yeah, yeah, I noticed like living in in the northeast, like when it snows, you know, they know what they're doing, they're salting the roads, they're they're getting plows yeah. out. Like it yep. doesn't really affect our day-to-day life. But here, and especially like areas down south, like my brother lives in Virginia. Yeah. And they got snow, and areas when you get more south and they get snow, they don't know how to deal with it. So, like, an inch or two will, like, cancel school for, like, a week. Derails the whole city. Yeah.
0: But they Shut down the government.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, this is my first winter here, too. Um, I moved here in April, so I haven't really experienced the winter. I kind of moved here at, like, the, the end of winter, beginning of spring. Um, so, it's... <laughs> It's getting cold and uh, um, there's not as much to do in the, in the winter, but, <clears throat> but I mean, i looking forward to figuring out things because like I said before, there, there's always, um, you know, events and stuff, but just a little less in the, in the winter. but
0: Yeah, I feel that. I mean, yeah. So for 2019, you got any big plans because it was just recently the new year and uh, what did you do for
1: New Year's? What did you say you did? I actually didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> nice it was yes. the first year i like i didn't even care and do anything um i because i flew back from new york uh visiting my family on the 31st and i didn't get back until like get back to my apartment until like 5 p.m and right. was, you know how traveling can just take it out of you exhausting um and it wasn't like when i when i was a kid and i was younger um i mean not a kid like college high school i was always like oh new new year's eve like gotta go have fun with my friends you know yeah the hype's real that's that's when like everyone's doing it um it only happens once a year but i don't know for some reason this year i was sitting in my apartment and i was just like it's it's really just another day like and i think when you when you start to and not not to hype myself up or anything but i think when you start to think of new year's eve as just just continue what you're doing continue your grind like just keep going just because it's january 1st 2019 doesn't mean that what you were doing and December 28th, 29th, 30th in 2018 should drat like all of a sudden drastically change. Like I mean exactly. if if you're <clears throat> I mean if you, if you think you should change, yeah, change it. But like I'm happy with my progress in life and I'm happy with how I'm growing as a person. And just because it's 2019, you know, doesn't mean that doesn't I'm change gonna, anything. Yeah, I'm still gonna work as hard as I did <clears throat> last year. And it's just it's just another it's a different number you know what i mean it's
0: Dude, it's it's like the people it's like the people who are like oh i'm i'm going to be doing this diet and you know it's wednesday and i'm going to start on monday you know or like like why like why don't you start today like it's the same exactly thing that. it's like oh i'm i'm going to start going to the gym but you know january 1st is the day i'm going to go you know new yeah. years
1: it's like, funny cuz people joke about that like oh the gyms are going to be packed but it actually was noticeably like just Dece- january 1st i pulled into the gym park a lot and i couldn't find a place to park and that never happened yeah. Um, and was just,
0: yeah. It, well it's no joke. It's like, well, it's because like people have that mentality of like new year, new me. And and then and then on top of that, it's like gyms are offering like discounts and all this stuff. But I, I don't know. I always th- for me personally, I always thought like it's just like, okay, if I'm gonna do something like I might as well just start like today or like tomorrow. It doesn't have to be like on a Monday or after the weekend or you know, like like I don't know.
1: I just don't get why people just can't start like today. <laughs> Maybe yeah, like and, an excuse to start. Well, I think a big part of it's procrastination and and procrastination is, is a really um interesting thing when you think about it because the second you procrastinate one thing, you push it off to a later time, it starts to, you know, the snowball effect starts to happen and you push off another thing and another thing. And then you're sitting at your desk, maybe at work or you get home and you're like, shit, I have all these things to do. And just the idea of having all those things to do just deters you from even doing any of them. Because you're overwhelmed and you become you're overwhelmed. paralyzed by it. But like, like, for example, I'll use my life for example. I just bought a new car, and now I have another car. I have my old car that I have to get rid of. And I'm, I can't sell it because there's a lot of things wrong with it, so I'm going to donate it to Goodwill. But there's a lot that has, you have to do, especially in Missouri when you buy a new car. I had to... And, I'm new to Missouri, so there's like sort of taxes, things that I also have to do. Go to the city hall right. we get, or like waivers and stuff like that. So there's a lot of little things you need to do in order to do the next step. And if you put off one of them, you can't go to the next step yet. And I also have to donate my car. There's stuff I have to do with that. And, you know, when I bought my car, it was kind of getting overwhelming because where I live, I only have a place to park one car. I mean, right. I talked to my landlord. He graciously allowed me to leave my car where it was for another week but um when you start to procrastinate that stuff and you're like oh i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow it's like you get you you, every time you're doing something you feel rushed because you know there's other things you have to do
0: why do you think why do you think people even like procrastinate in the first place do you think they're just being lazy or do you think it's a, a fear to do the thing or like why do you procrastinate
1: uh, I think it's a combination of, of a bunch of things. And, and there's no one real reason why people procrastinate. But, God, I mean, like, it's, it's tough. And not, it's not necessarily tough, but, like, mentally it's tough to just get up, get off, your, get up off your ass and just do it. Yeah, But it Once you do it, you'll feel so much better. It's kind of like today, like going to the gym. Like, I was kind of tired. I didn't want to go. But I know from past experience that that tiredness I, I feel when I'm at my apartment, it kind of slowly fades away. And then when I get to the gym, get up um, on the treadmill or whatever, I'm, I'm not tired anymore because you just need to get off You just need to get up and a body in motion stays in motion. And it's the yeah. same thing with procrastination. If you, you have a task and you get it done right when you're given it, like um, someone tells you to do something, you're like, oh, I'll do it later. you later when I told you to do it, you're free. You do it then there. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it just like I use the snowball effect again. It, it, you can continually start to do things right as you get them and they never pile up and you feel kind of, kind of free. You're like, Oh, okay. And then, you I don't know, it just helps you grow as a person. And there's so much more you can um, do and learn when you're, when your mind isn't and your mind's at ease. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like,
0: Especially if you do, like, the thing, like, right away. It's, like, you don't, you don't give your mind a chance to, like, think about it or worry about it or overthink it. And you can just, like, do it and then just, like, be done with it. Um, one of the things I do, too, is, like, you ever hear the expression, like, eat the frog first? It's basically meaning yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Go on. At least, at least I think that's what it is. Um, basically, it's, like, say you have a list of, like, you know, five things to do today. Whatever the worst thing on your list to do is, is do do that first. So if you're like, I got to go to the grocery store, or, you know, or whatever, I got to like get my like new license plate. And you really don't want to get that new license plate. Like do that first because everything else for the rest of your day will just be like, a, seem so much easier because you already did the hardest thing. Right. And so that's, yeah. Sorry, going. No, I was just gonna say, so, so it, it just helps. Like, like some people really don't like to work out. So it's like, if you do that first thing in the morning, you know, the rest of the day is going to be great because like, you already like kind of kicked ass in the morning and you already did like the thing that you didn't want to do the most of is already done. And so like, just mentally, I feel like you'll feel like that you have more kind of control and power as the day goes on.
1: I was actually, um, one of those, like a, I don't know, like a social media person that uh, like a gym person that I follow. Um, and he kind of had one post and it was, you know, it's just a post, but it was, uh you know hit snooze in the morning if you snooze when you when you hit snooze and you wake up you're going to snooze through your whole day it's sort of he went on on that concept but sort of what you do what you do when you wake up says what you're going to do the rest of the day so if, if you wake up and you hit snooze you're you're not showing up you know to your own life like you your alarm goes off you get up you put your right foot on the ground your left foot on the ground and you stand up and you get going and that 's going to be a catalyst for the rest of the day and, and another another sort of interesting thing and it kind of go off what you said I, I read this article once I think I shared it with you um, It was sort of like um, instead of task oriented thinking it was outcome oriented thinking so like instead yeah. of, instead of writing down do the laundry you would write down the outcome that doing the laundry would would, would produce so instead of do the laundry it would be um, have clean clothes to wear to work tomorrow.
0: Mm, I like
1: so, that. And and another thing, the article kind of went into and it, it gave an example of like of what um some other professional did. Instead of writing a to do list, you can write a uh, to don't list. So instead of writing down things that you have to do, you get a list and you write things down that you already have done, you accomplished. Oh really? Oh okay, interesting. In. So like, in, my list would be my list would be blank, and then I would do laundry and I'd write down. The laundry. But it, my list wouldn't say to do, it would say to don't. because I don't need to do it anymore because I did it. And when you <laughs> look at cool. things like that, kind of the reverse, um, yeah. you start to think, oh, I accomplished a lot of things. Rather than you write a to-do list, you have this whole list of things to do and you maybe only accomplish one thing. And you're like, well, I have like, it can kind of get overwhelming seeing all these things on the list. Whereas, you know, <clears throat> the opposite, you can, it could be, um, you know, a good thing to see
0: yeah i thought i thought i thought the the don't list was like don't hit snooze in the morning Um, Oh no! no, no. but no i like that it's like it's as you go on through the day it uh you feel good about that i was actually i was actually actually just ordered it today it's funny um it's called the like the five minute journal and it's like in the morning you you, like take like five minutes i guess and um you kind of write down like like what would like make today great like like and it has like inspiring quotes, and basically you just write down like some affirmations and everything like that. And then at the end of the day, you kind of go back and talk about like <clears throat> a few like amazing things that have happened throughout the day and what could have made today better. So it's like an easy way to reflect. Um, and I feel like it's kind of like that where it's like not so much a to-do list but more of just like a conscious awareness of you know how you want to feel. And then at the end of the day, kind of reflect and was like, okay, how like how did it actually feel? Right. Um, if I accomplish those things.
1: And I think being being um, active sort of in your own life like that, like conscience about what you're doing is so important. Because, And I think that stems off of happiness because I know in my own life, especially after moving to St. Louis, you know, in everyone's life, everyone has ups and downs. There's no one who's happy all the time or sad all the time. There's moments throughout your life that kind of lead you out into the open from wherever you were. Um, but in order to... In order to sort of stay happy or continue to be happy rather than you know, go back down and, and sort of keep being volatile, volatile right. um, you have to be active in your own life. You have to understand when you're happy, look around understand what you're doing. Like, why am I happy? Is there something that differently I'm doing? Am I, am I hanging out with more people? And, and am I, um, I don't know. Whatever it is. Less less, new am foods. I procrastinating less? Am I trying new things? Just understand when you're happy, why are you happy? Because sometimes people believe, and I believe this too, I believed it and I still kind of believe it at a, at, to some extent and I try not to believe myself when I believe it. But it's the <laughs> fact that happiness is sort of um, something that just happens. Like, like people are happy because they're just happy people. But that's not true. Right. Like, like I'm, there's, there's days where I'm, ha- I'm really happy and there's days where I'm just like, you know what? Eh, I mean, it's just another day. But I think it's important to take a step back and understand why, that, why you are feeling the way you're feeling. Because when you can do that and think kind of um, actively in your own life, then when you're not happy again, you can kind of understand, okay, I need to do this or I need to push myself. And for me, it's pushing myself out of my comfort zone because right. I know when I push myself out of my comfort zone, there are successes that happen in my own life. Um, and and the, the days following that sort of initial push out of my comfort zone, that's when I'm the happiest. And that's, yeah, what, I've noticed. Of, that's yeah. what I've noticed in my own life. And I took note of that. So ever since I realized that, and it was kind of like an epiphany to me, it's like, like You have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. Five seconds of fear are going to create a sort of, not a lifetime of happiness, like we said, like it's something that you actively need to do. But putting yourself out of your comfort zone, for me at least, this is what makes me happy. It makes me grow as a person. And that the fact that I know I'm growing and I can sort of visibly see myself take a step outside of me and look in and see, okay, like you did this, you felt nervous but look what it produced look what happened regardless of if the outcome was bad you still put yourself in that situation and that sort of you know that's what makes me happy but sort of i'm going to turn the question to you what do you think that that sort of catalyst is for you yeah that's
0: yeah that's, that's yeah and like I, I think that's really great like you get to you know get for you get out of your comfort zone and then you kind of get to ride that like high or like that wave of happiness over like you know the next few days and then like you said you can reflect back on it
1: and, right, uh, and I think the important thing—sorry to cut you off—but I think the important thing there is understanding that that sort of um, high that you talk about from that, you know, doing that that um, stepping out of your comfort zone—it's not; it doesn't last. You can't just think that because you did that one time, you're going to be happy again you're, for forever. You know, you have to continually do that. And sorry, then go yeah, on. Yeah, no, what? yeah,
0: I think that's good. I mean, yeah, I think it would be something similar to me as well, like, not so much getting out of my comfort zone, but, like, realizing, like, okay, like what are the things causing, like, stress in my life? It could be from, like, a relationship issue. It could be a work issue. Um, it, it doesn't really matter what it is, but it's just, like, okay, wh- like what's, like, what's bothering me right now? And, like, how can I, like, how can I just, like, make it not bother me? And so, for me, what, what makes me, like, really pumped up is, like, realizing, like, okay, like, this thing is wrong, or, or this is how I'm feeling and I can just go in and you know talk to someone if I need to talk to someone like you know maybe an employee is not performing I need to go like tell them um, or maybe like you know I have some like there's something on my mind with my girlfriend in, and I want to like bring up an issue like for example like my girlfriend wants to move in and I wasn't ready to move in yet and that was weighing on me for like a few weeks and I was like you know I was I was more thinking like oh wow I'm not happy right now and realizing that that was why I wasn't happy you know, really made me think like, okay, well, what can I do to solve it? Once we talked about it, you know, sure, we had some disagreements. But after the fact, it's like, holy crap, I'd, it's not so much happiness. I just felt like huge, like weights lifted off my shoulders. So I think for me, what makes me happy is kind of realizing that, like, there's like no pressure and like everyone, my friends and family are like happy and I'm not causing anyone stress. <laughs> right.
1: And, and that's i mean that's a perfect example of sort of what we talked about before procrastination and being uncomfortable we the reason why we procrastinate is because we don't want to be uncomfortable right because that, that i'm yeah. sure that was an uncomfortable situation telling your girlfriend that you didn't want to move over there and that's why you probably procrastinated and pushed it off exactly yeah I, yeah literally it was like a few weeks and i was like and
0: and you know me i'm usually not the type of guy at least i don't think i'm the type of guy to like bottle things in and let it grow maybe i am i don't know but it was like a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like a few weeks and she noticed she was like hey like what's up like why like like you've seemed different the last few weeks and i was like oh well and then i was and then we started talking about it i'm and, sure your uh,
1: heart was racing when you were about to
0: <laughs> yeah man it's crazy it's just like it it doesn't matter it's like it doesn't matter like who you are, what you do, like whether you're just like a, like a cashier, you know, at like a supermarket or like you're the, you know, CEO of a billion dollar company. Like when you, when you got to talk to someone about someone, about something that like is uncomfortable, like it sucks, you know, yeah. like it doesn't matter who you are and what experiences you have. It's just like your heart's gonna race and you're gonna feel kind of, you know, not the best, just dis- disappointing someone, but after, and the air is all clear and, and everyone's on the same page then you can move forward
1: right and the more you do it the less your heart will your heart will race the more you'll learn how to sort of um understand okay when i was in this situation my heart rate was up my you know palms were sweaty i was breathing heavily like that's that's because you were uncomfortable but the more you do something the less uncomfortable you're going to be doing it so the less you'll be able the more you'll be able to do it you know sort of to perfection.
0: And you can even you can even kind of change your mind like think of it like when you're nervous or anxious or you know like like you just said like your palms get sweaty your heart starts to race maybe your mouth gets a little dry you might start to sweat there's actually like a cool like little trick you can do is like is kind of sh- shift your mind to, instead of being nervous you know tell yourself that you're excited because what happens when you're excited it's like your heart starts to race your hands start to sweat your head starts to sweat, maybe your mouth gets a little dry. So it's the same thing. The only difference is that how we're interpreting it. So if you can tell yourself, like, maybe, for example, you don't like to public speak, and you get really nervous. Well, instead of getting nervous for it, tell yourself like, oh, man, I'm pumped to talk to these people, you're gonna have the same like physiological response, right. you might have some adrenaline pumping, but I don't know, it's, uh, it's, something I, it's something I picked up when I was, I was reading something, but I don't know. It's like a little life hack that you might be able to just like have a
1: quick fix. Um, Well, it's funny. It's funny that your body's telling you that those two sort of two different feelings, nervousness and excitement, your body literally um, is telling you that you should feel the same way because we're producing the same sort of, I don't know, um, hormones that are making you feel like that. Um, And I think I agree with you. I think nervousness and excitement go hand in hand because nervousness is kind of the precursor to excitement for me
0: yeah you're right that's a
1: good point when when i'm when i'm nervous when i'm presenting when i'm nervous when i'm going on a first date it's always followed by excitement i'm excited that i went on the date i'm excited that i stood up in front of people and and you know presented i'm excited that i stepped out of my comfort zone exactly and that's exactly and like and you feel relieved too it's uh yeah, there's,
0: there's nothing better than doing something, like you said, that you get out of your own comfort zone, and then at the end, you're like, holy shit, like, I survived, like, it went well, and, like, and again, it's that, it's that moment of realization that's like, oh, shit, I just, like, totally grew as a person, Yeah. and it's, you know, again, it, I'm not going to say it's easy, it kind of sucks sometimes, like, leading up to it, but after you do it,
1: you're just like, damn, that was awesome. Yeah, and it was funny, like, like moments like uh, OCS for me, i use an example, like, there were things at OCS that I did that I never thought I could do. And part of the reason why was that is because I thought that my instructors and everyone had my best interests in mind, like sort of me not getting hurt. Like, oh, people don't get hurt doing this. But I'm sure people get hurt doing it every once in a while. Like, we climbed, we climbed a 20-foot rope. Yeah. And at the bottom of the rope, it was just sand. So if I fell, <laughs> off, the rope, if I fell off the rope, you know, I'm, I'm going to break something. Or I might break something. They might not. We we like were climbing in muddy, you know, water. We were climbing over um, like ninety degree walls, like with wow. Like those are things that if you take me out of OCS and you just put me in my everyday life, I'm I'm gonna be shitting my brains out. I'm not gonna be able to do it. But because for some reason I felt like it's something I had to do. Like everyone else was doing it. So yeah. if there was Obviously, I could do it because everyone else in front of me did it. And if I don't do it, I'm gonna get fucking re- like screamed yeah. at. So I was like, <laughs> I did it. And then you look back, you're like, holy shit, I just did that.
0: Do you, and, do you feel? Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, sorry. Do kinda... Do you feel like um Do you feel like in that moment, like you kind of like not like an out of body experience, but like you you kind of black out a little bit? Yeah, sort
1: of. You sort of you just like you lose you lose tra- like it just takes over right you just, you just ta- go something takes over you and you just do it and and because of moments like that you can sort of look at that from from afar and say wow like what we talked about before like there's nothing behind fear exactly and it's just you saying you know oh it's it's you it's your mind saying if i do x then um a, B, C, D, A, you know, all these sort of yeah. outcomes could happen and you don't know which one it's going to be. And that's sort of what, what scares you. Um, but when you start to take all those outcomes and just be like, okay, I don't really care what happens.
0: Exactly. going to do it. Um, and you have to do it. Like you said, you were, like, you were forced to do it or else you are going to get kicked out and that wasn't an option, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. See, like,
1: so it's just like something that just, I don't know, like I was... We, and it's something I practice. I practiced climbing rope before it went. But like, um, you know, you're tired. You know, you're exhausted, and, and you can't. Nothing can really prepare you for OCS. Um, and you're climbing up a rope, and you have to do it quick. And it's like it's sort of like when you're when you're like when you're like going to jump off a cliff, like into water, exactly. or like you're going to go skydiving. They always say like, don't look down. Yeah. And when you don't have time to look down. There's nothing. There's nothing to fear. I never had time to be afraid. There was no. There was no. Because when you get nervous, it's what when you're like right before um, a first date or right before um, uh, presenting. You have like you have some sort of time to be alone with your thoughts, and that's exactly that's what can deter you. But at OCS, I never had time to be alone with my thoughts because I never had time to even think. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was the same thing. Like like when I when I left like Wayfair.
0: And I was doing my startup and still am. But in the beginning, I, I was the one selling. And I thought to myself, I was like, all right, I, I've, no, I've never sold anything to anyone. You know, like maybe myself, whatever. Like, but like- You sold I yourself? Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, 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 <laughs> at like interviews. But uh, oh, yeah, okay. like I've never so, sold anything. And I was just thinking, I was like, okay, like, sure. I can like practice. Like you practice the rope, climbing the rope. I kind of practice like- you know, my spiel of like how I would sell it. But I remember in that moment when I would, you know, meet with the person who I would try to get to use the app, you know, the bar owner, I, I just remember it was like, I, I didn't have a choice. And it was kind of like an out-of-body out of experience where it was just like, I was just talking. And in my head, I was just like, what am I doing? Because, because it was kind of the opposite of you. I did have time to think about it because I was just having a conversation. But it was cool because I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. And like, it's like, it's like working and it's not even as hard as I thought it was. I don't know, for me, it was, just a, it was a very strange feeling because sometimes I, when I tell myself, hey, I don't, there's no other way I can do this. Like when I'm, when I tell myself you have to do it, I don't know, it just, it just makes it easier because I know that there's no other way out than to just go do it. It's like, take someone who's like an introvert at like a job and they have to go talk to someone. And for them, it's scary. But they know that if they don't go do it, they're going to get fired. So they just like you just take like something takes over and you're just able you're just able to do it. Yeah, um,
1: fight or flight, you know. Um, yeah. And I, and I think going off of that sort of when you don't have a plan B or plan C or plan D and you just have a plan A, then you know, like you have to do it. Like, there's no other option. It's either yeah. I fail or I, I do it and I'm not going to fail.
0: Exactly. And I was just, I was just, I forget who quoted it, but um, I think it might have been Arnold Schwarzenegger actually, but when he was talking about like how he was the best bodybuilder and how he won like Mr. Universe or, or whatever it was, um, he'd always say like how much he loved it and everything like that. But above that, he'd always say that a lot of his competitors were always thinking like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I'll go do this. You know, they, had, they were thinking about plan B. And Arnold Schwarzenegger has said in his life, he has never had a plan B because every time... Every time he's focusing and thinking about plan B, that's less time that he could be focusing on plan A. And so it's just taking him away from his focus
1: and his ultimate goal. That's such a good mantra to kind of emulate. like, Because like, when you want something bad enough and you know that regardless of, of, of anything else, if that doesn't happen, then there's nothing else for you to do. You're going to put 110%, 150%, 200% into that because... You know, if that fails, you fail. Exactly. But I don't, I think it's very, very, very difficult for us as humans to not give ourselves. And that way out is what makes you lazy, is what makes you procrastinate because you always think if I don't do it, it's not that bad. I'll just do something else. Exactly.
0: Like, like, oh, like, I'll just hit the snooze button this morning and I can work out later. You know, It's that's like even something as simple as that, like plan A was to work out at 7 a.m. Plan B is to work out at 6 p.m. after work. You know, it's like so easy just to be like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do it later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and then you're just like left. I don't know. And that's literally me all last week. Instead of waking up at 7, I don't know why. I, I never be, be, used to be the guy that snoozes the alarm. But for some reason I am. And like the last week I have been. So I don't know, I guess tomorrow morning I'll try to just uh, right foot first and left foot. That's it, right? Is that what you said?
1: Yep. Where left foot, right foot, whatever, you, whatever foot you put down first. Right foot. I Actually, I've been doing that every morning. And I don't know why, but um, sometimes like when my alarm was off, I just like would, um, before I just like get up out of my bed. And I probably hit snooze. I don't really hit snooze that often. But um, maybe once or twice I did. And when I would do that, I was kind of like, you know, just roll out of bed, roll into the bathroom, brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. But now when I wake up, I sort of put my feet on the ground and I like sort of feel my like feet. I don't, it's kind of weird for me to explain this, but I sort of like feel my feet in the ground, like touching. Like, yeah. kind of like it's kind of like a, a form of meditation, I guess. But and I kind of like press my shoulders down. And um, it might just be a stretch, but doing it, I don't know. It makes you feel like grounded and yeah. makes you feel like, okay, like today I'm going to, you know, do something great. I don't, I don't know why. It might be, it might be weird. It might just be something I'd do, but uh, you know, sort of putting one foot down and then putting the other foot down and then sort of taking a second and then getting up. Yeah. I don't think that's weird. I think that, yeah, I think that's actually really good. Because
0: when you're sitting on your bed or you're sitting in a chair and you really you really put your feet on the ground, you like you said you feel really grounded and really just like solid. I think yeah. that's a good way to, to start the day. When you when you when your alarm goes off, do you uh, just like jump up? You do you like sit up and, and then just like and like turn over ninety degrees to put your feet on the ground or? Yeah, I don't know, I yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, see, that's my problem. I just I hit the snooze button and I just like stay in bed. That's the problem. I just don't stand up.
1: Yeah, because it's kind of like you're, you're giving yourself a plan B. Plan B for me is to plan A is to when the alarm goes off, I get up and get out of my bed. Plan B is I hit snooze. If you, if you can't hit snooze, alarm phones shouldn't have made snooze. Yeah. There's, you have one alarm option, and if you wake up in the morning and you don't use it, you're fucked. You have to wake up on, yourself, on your
0: own. I love <laughs> I, that. I, I was,
1: <laughs> I was just talking. To you a that's a good idea. No, actually, yeah. I was just talking
0: to my girlfriend about that because I was like, "All right, like, what's like an easy app that we can make and make some like easy money?" And we were talking about like problems, and snoozing was one of them. Again, I never used to do it. She probably introduced me to it. And
1: uh, (laughs) this is is a great thing. People are doing it nowadays. You just (laughs) hit this button that says "snooze" and you can sleep for ten more minutes. And you're like, "Wait, what? Yeah, this is a thing. (laughs) I can I can snooze and sleep ten more minutes just by hitting this button." Yeah. And not wow. only that, you can
0: hit snooze yeah. as many times as you want.
1: I can sleep forever. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so, one of the, so what we came up with and I haven't, I haven't created it yet, but. So your alarm goes off, right? So it's an alarm clock app. Your alarm goes off and then instead of you being able to snooze or, or whatever, it says like, you know, take 15 steps to uh, turn off the alarm. So it has like a built in pedometer. And you have to go and take 15 steps and then it forces you to get up. Otherwise, the alarm is just not going to shut off.
1: Yeah. That sounds like something I download, use one day and get fucking pissed and not use the <laughs> next day <laughs> because I have a plan B. My plan B is to delete the app. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, when you, have, when you give yourself sort of these, these, these outs, you never really you know, do it. Yeah. But and it's important to, to kind of step, step aside and look at it like that. Um, but that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, again, it's just it might be a little hack just to, you know, be a, a fix for like a few days, maybe a few weeks. But at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to just like you just need to be more disciplined and like you just need to just forget about plan
1: B and just commit yourself to plan A. And yeah. uh, and, and discipline is like we, we, we talked about before, like you need to show up to your own life. Like that's you're the only person that's going to discipline you is yourself. And yeah. I think you can't it, force it. Exactly. And I think it's a tough thing for um, for people our age, especially just getting out of college, um, sort of being on your own for the first time, um, wherever you are. It's kind of tough for you to sort of understand. Like when you were a kid, you did something you weren't supposed to do. The backlash came from your parents. But when you're an adult and you do something you're not you didn't you weren't supposed to do, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, like I shouldn't have done that and because I did it I made a mistake I learned from it I'm not going to do that again but if you 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 can't make the same mistake twice like you got to understand and learn because growing as a person in life there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of mistakes we can make when you make the same mistake twice you don't grow you're sort of you're you're you're, you're yeah you're stagnant you're stagnant that's why when you learn from your mistakes, you're going to make more mistakes in the future, but you're not wasting time making the same mistakes you did before. So just just understand that. And I think people our age need to understand that. Like, like you go out drinking uh, Saturday night, you don't do anything Sunday, you come show up to work, you know, sluggish. And you're like, oh, everyone else my age is doing it. Like it's, it's not like, that's just what I do for fun. But <laughs> sort of if that's what you want to do, that's fine. If that's what you like doing, I mean, do it. That's what you enjoy. But if you want to grow as a person, you got. If you tell yourself something one time and you're like, "That was a mistake. I'm not going to do it again," then you do it again. You're never going to grow. So, what you need to
0: do is like again, making mistakes is fine. But like you said, you don't want to repeat mistakes. So I think the the motto should be like, make new mistakes.
1: Right. Yeah. Make a new mistake today. Exactly. That's That's a good good. one,
0: man. Yeah. So I guess that's. that's
1: We'll leave that. Leave with our people. With that, make a new mistake today.
0: Yep, and tomorrow, and every day after that.
1: Make a new mistake today. Nick O'Hara, Alex Mahas. (laughs) Yeah. Lemon water. Out.